far, but they could both see and hear him, and fell prostrate upon the ground. He felt that by sin he was being separated from his father. The gulf was so broad, so black, so deep, that his spirit shuddered before it. This agony he must not exert his divine power to escape. As man he must suffer the consequences of man's sin. As man he must endure the wrath of God against transgression. Christ was now standing in a different attitude from that in which he had ever stood before. His suffering can best be described in the words of the prophet, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 13.7 As the substitute and surety for sinful man, Christ was suffering under divine justice. He saw what justice meant. Hitherto he had been an intercessor for others. Now he longed to have an intercessor for himself. As Christ felt his unity with the Father broken up, he feared that in his human nature he would be unable to endure the coming conflict with the powers of darkness. In the wilderness of temptation, the destiny of the human race had been at stake. Christ was then conqueror. Now the tempter had come for the last fearful struggle. For this he had been preparing during the three years of Christ's ministry. Everything was at stake with him. If he failed here, his hope of mastery was lost. The kingdoms of the world would finally become Christ's. He himself would be overthrown and cast out. But if Christ could be overcome, the earth would become Satan's kingdom, and the human race would be forever in his power. With the issues of the conflict before him, Christ's soul was filled with the dread of separation from God. Satan told him that if he became the surety for a sinful world, the separation would be eternal. He would be identified with Satan's kingdom and would never more be one with God. And what was to be gained by this sacrifice? How hopeless appeared the guilt and ingratitude of men! In its hardest features, Satan pressed the situation upon the Redeemer. The people who claim to be above all others in temporal and spiritual advantages have rejected you. They are seeking to destroy you, the foundation, the center, and the seal of the promises made to them as a peculiar people. One of your own disciples, who has listened to your instruction and has been among the foremost in church activities, will betray you. One of your most zealous followers will deny you. All will forsake you. Christ's whole being abhorred the thought that those whom he had undertaken to save, those whom he had loved so much, should unite in the plots of Satan. This pierced his soul. The conflict was terrible. Its measure was the guilt of his nation, of his accusers and betrayer, the guilt of a world lying in wickedness. The sins of men weighed heavily upon Christ, and the sense of God's wrath against sin was crushing out his life. Behold him contemplating the price to be paid for the human soul. In his agony he clings to the cold ground as if to prevent himself from being drawn farther from God. The chilling dew of night falls upon his prostrate form, but he heeds it not. From his pale lips comes the bitter cry, O my Father! If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet even now he adds, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. The human heart longs for sympathy and suffering. 
This longing Christ felt to the very depths of his being. In the supreme agony of his soul, he came to his disciples with a yearning desire to hear some words of comfort from those whom he had so often blessed and comforted and shielded in sorrow and distress. The one who had always had words of sympathy for them was now suffering superhuman agony, and he longed to know that they were praying for him and for themselves. How dark seemed the malignity of sin. Terrible was the temptation to let the human race bear the consequences of its own guilt while he stood innocent before God. If he could only know that his disciples understood and appreciated this, he would be strengthened. Rising with painful effort, he staggered to the place where he had left his companions. But he findeth them asleep. Had he found them praying, he would have...